Hey, come on, Go Church family. How you feel on this post? Thanksgiving holiday. Let's go, let's go. Man, you look great. Not one of you gained one pound over Thanksgiving. Come on, can you say thank you, Jesus, for that? I hope you had a great holiday. I know a lot of you traveled for the holiday, and a lot of you had family come in town. I know that I did. Ladies and gentlemen, my mama is here today, right here, Miss Dorothy on the front row. Love you, girl. Love you, girl. I'll always be a mama's boy. Come on, somebody. And uh, I love you a lot. And I, I pray that when your family came in town or you went to see them, that you enjoyed that time together. You know, Thanksgiving really is about like the, 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 the four Fs. It's about faith. It's about family. It's about food. And it's about football. Come on, somebody. So some things are guaranteed in life. De death taxes and the Detroit Lions losing on Thanksgiving Day. So there we got that. But happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And now we turn our attention uh, to the Christmas season. But every day should be a day of Thanksgiving and celebration. So, hey, we welcome all of you today. Everybody at our Westside Atlanta campus, good morning to you. Everybody in Maryland at our Montgomery County, Maryland campus, we say God bless you and everybody watching online. All right, whatever campus you're a part of today, put your hands together, greet your family. Come on, let's go. Take your volume up a notch. Come on, need you in with me today. Here we go. All right, how about this? Uh, military, men, women, where are you at? Veterans, active duty, first responders. Would you put your hands up? Keep them up for a moment. High honor and appreciation. Come on. Come on, let's go, let's go. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, the last couple Sundays has uh, just been a tremendous uh, outpouring of God's blessing here at Go Church. Uh, you all allowed for me to be led by the Lord to pivot our series that we were doing called Legacy, which will kick off today. And for the last couple Sundays, we, we talked about Israel and the end times. Anybody blessed by that two-week mini-series there? I hope you were. Go back online if you missed any of it. Check it out online. I, I, I'd also think it'd be helpful if you shared uh, that video message with some friends and family and people that have questions. And so what, what that did was it, it allowed us to be obedient to the Lord, but it also kind of shifted our focus for a couple of weeks, which is okay. So today, as we kick off this legacy series, I, I gotta pack a lot of information in today so that we just kind of get caught back up. So it's gonna be uh, like drinking water from a fire hydrant, if you will. And the back of every seat back is a message note card if you wanna take notes. The front end, the front end of today is a very like inspirational, and then the back end of today is a lot more informational, all right? So we're gonna start out with some inspiration, and then I wanna give you some information. I want you to know a little bit more about Go Church and how generous you are, and really what we're doing locally and around the globe in, in, in ways of outreach and missions and our legacy partners. So it's gonna be a great day, okay? First things first though, anybody like me, you just need a little bit of prayer. Come on, where are you at? I need a little bit of prayer. Let me pray for you, and then you pray for me. Uh, if you can, every head bowed, every eye closed. I always like to take about 10 seconds here. Just give you a moment to, to align your thoughts, focus in on the Lord and what he would speak to you. After about 10 seconds, I'll lead in a moment of prayer. But take a few seconds here, speak against distraction and just say, Lord, I'm here, you're here. Speak to my heart today and then I'll pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, in this uh, spirit of thanksgiving, there is so much that we really can be thankful for. While certainly there are challenges and storms and suffering, 
you really have been so good to us because through it all, you are there and you are sovereign. Lord, when we gathered around our table for Thanksgiving, you reminded me of this verse. I think it's appropriate for today. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known and you'll give us peace. I pray today for peace. Peace in every heart, peace in every home. I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here. I thank you for this day that we get to draw closer to you and we get to celebrate all of the great things that God is doing through this ministry here at Go Church. All right, I pray that you would be lifted up and you would be honored through the word. Anoint me, anoint those listening. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And everybody said amen and amen. Now together, let's bless the name of Jesus. Come on, the highest praise. Come on. Come on, clap like you're thankful. Come on. God is faithful. He is good. All right, let's go to uh, the book of Psalm. I'm going to give you two verses here in uh, the 112th Psalm. And when I present these two verses to you, it's really the, the second verse, verse number six. We'll look at verse five and six of Psalm 112. It's that verse six that really will present to us two questions that I, I really want to challenge you with today. So let me give you the the verses first and then the questions to follow. Here's what scripture says. Good will come. Anybody want some good to come your way? Come on, buddy, that's that's me, all right? Good will come to those who are generous. Good will come to the person that lends freely. Good will come to the individual that conducts their affairs with justice. How many of you know this is the hour we we gotta get our stuff in order? We gotta get our house in order, all right? Here's the verse though, watch. Surely they will never be shaken. It doesn't mean that there won't be a shaking. It just means that those who are in Christ Jesus, we won't be shaken. We will be like a tree planted by the river. Can I get an amen from somebody? Storms come, life comes, shaking comes, but we don't have to be shaken. We grew up in, 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 in Tampa, grew up in Florida, a lot of palm trees. And the uniqueness of those palm trees, when the storms come, almost always they bend, but they don't. Break, come on, and that's who we are. Now watch this verse. A righteous person will be remembered forever. A righteous person will be remembered forever. Here's the two questions that I wanna present to you. The, The first one is important. The second one is most important. The first question though is, if a righteous person will be remembered forever, how will people remember you when you're gone? What will people say about you? When people gather around Thanksgiving, after you exit this world, what are they gonna say? You realize that right now, you and I, we're writing our own eulogy. You know, people get, when someone passes away, someone is asked to, to, to say a few words, to eulogize the person. You're writing that. Are, are you gonna make it easy for that individual to stand up and talk about who you are and how they remember you? Or are they gonna have to lie and then repent? Come on now. <laughs> How will people remember you? What will they say about you? And let, me, let me ask you that question, but from this angle, what would you like them to say? Because what you would like them to say and what they will say could potentially be two different things. Because if you would like them to say that you're a loving person, but you're actually very mean, they're not gonna say you're loving. If you would like them to say that you're a joyful person, but you're actually incredibly miserable, that's what they're gonna say. If you would like them to say that you're a generous person, but you're actually 
very stingy and greedy, then that will be what they talk about. Does that make sense? So, so what is your legacy? What, what, what will you leave behind? What will people say about you when this life is over? I, I hope for me that it's easy for people to talk about the good that I've done and the character that I have and the integrity that I try to live by. Does that make sense? Now, that's important, but most importantly is not what people remember, but what will God remember? Now, I know you're probably thinking, is God really going to remember some things? Absolutely, he is. Remember last Sunday, we talked about how at the great white throne judgment, there will be books, plural, with all the things that we've done. Every, every action, word, and deed, every good thing, every, every wrong thing, every, every bad thing, all our, all our works will be there. Hebrews 6 says it like this. So watch this. God, God's going to remember. So what's he gonna remember about you? So Hebrews 6 says it this way. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work. Now, you know, you know the answer to this. And if you don't, I'll help you genuinely. But is your good work what saves you? No, you, you can't do enough good in order to earn salvation. It is Ephesians teaches us that it is by grace through faith. However, your good work will be noticed. Your good work will be noticed. And when those who are in Christ, when we die and we get to heaven, there will be treasure stored up in heaven. Like there, there, will be, there, there will be like rewards for the good work that we've done. Well, Pastor JC, are you saying God has favorites? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's me. I'm just kidding. So our, our, our good work doesn't save us, but he does say, I'll remember all the good that you've done. I won't forget your work. And then, and then he defines the good works. He says, by the love that you have shown, just as you have helped his people and continue to help his people. Remember the disciples were talking to Jesus and Jesus said, said this. He's like, when I, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. Uh, when, I, when I didn't have clothes, you gave me something to wear. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was in prison, you visited me. And the disciples were like, Lord, we didn't do any of that. And he said, oh, when you did it to these brothers, you did that to me. And so when we help other people, this is how we say it at Go Church, when we love people to life, when we become the hands and feet of Jesus extended, now, now all of a sudden we're showing love to God by loving his children. Does that make sense? Okay, I, I love to, I've done this a few times and for those of you that have been here, you're, you're familiar with this because again, I've, I've done this a few times, but I wanna walk through Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, I, I learned this in college when I took psychology for the third time. And I, I think in that third time, like it's like, okay, this, this kind of makes sense to me. And so now I, I don't know if Abraham Maslow was a Christian or not. I don't know. I, I, I think that he was actually an atheist. So let me tell you what his hierarchy of needs is. And then let me give you a covering of what I'm about to teach. 1943, Abraham Maslow creates what he calls the hierarchy of needs. It's the behavior of humanity. It's why they do what they do, why they act the way that they act, what we are inherently striving for. So he talks about these behaviors and, the need, and these needs that, that every, every man has. Okay, now, now, while this is a psychological pyramid here, and you'll see it because he, he literally draws it in the shape of a pyramid, let, let, me, let me make sure because this is, this is not a psychology class, this is, this is a church and we preach and teach the Bible. Can I get an amen? So let me say this to you. The greatest need that you and I have, the deepest need 
that you and I have is a personal and growing relationship with Jesus Christ. That's it. And, I, and I'll tell you this, and, and I, I know that this sounds very generic because I know you have practical needs, but I want, I want you to know this because this is the truth. Jesus is enough. He is enough. Can I get 100 people that would agree with me there? Jesus has always been enough. Jesus will always be enough. Jesus is the answer. He's the answer. But as you walk through life, you, you discover that, that, that uh, you do need this personal and growing relationship with Jesus, and he helps fill in some of the practical needs that you have. So again, Maslow creates this, this pyramid, and he talks about just the foundational need, like the most basic needs. This is survival, just to survive. You, you need air, you need food, you need water, you need shelter, you need intimacy, you need sleep. Now, we, we live in the United States of America. We got a lot of work to do. It's still the greatest nation ever. Very few of us ever have to worry about clean air, food to eat, you know, uh, or clean water to drink or a, a home to sleep in. The, the vast majority of us, this, this one area, the most basic needs, makes you a part of the most wealthiest percentage of people and population on the planet right here. So this is the basic need. The next need would be called safety needs. This is protection, it's security, it's law, it's stability. This is why you lock your doors at night. You wanna be safe, this is why you got an alarm system. This is why in the middle of the night when you wake up to go get a little drink of water, a midnight snack, you run back upstairs because you swear somebody has broken in your house from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. and they're waiting somewhere to get you. You know, it's why before you go tinkle, you look behind the shower curtain. Come on somebody, because you wanna be safe. This is why you fasten your seatbelt. Does that make sense? This is why the, the notion to defund the police is foolish. Foolish. This is why we honor our military men and women and applaud our first responders because they keep us safe. Does that make sense? A different angle here. This is why many people, a, a good chunk of, of, of humanity will stay working a job they absolutely are miserable doing because it's safe. It's just safe. There's security there. The next level is love needs. This is family. This is affection. These are relationships. This is why a lot of, of college young men and women get into a fraternity or sorority. Um, it, it's why a lot of athletes, while they love the particular game, they want to be a part of a team because that's family to them. Does that make sense? This is why, you know, so many of you here at Go Church, you get into a small group because you, you want that relationship, you want that community. This, this, this is why, and this is, this is the truth, this is why a lot of young men and women get in a gang, because it's the only family they have. And so they are looking for love, even though it's in all the wrong places. This is why, you know, you go on dates and, and you wanna get married. Come on, where, where are all the single people at? Hold your hand for a moment. Just look around the room. Is there anybody worth talking to after this gathering? Put your hand down, put your hand, that's a joke, put your hand down. There we go. Then we got esteem needs. This is achievement, it's status, it's responsibility, it's reputation. At this level, you have, you have two thoughts. What you think about yourself, self-esteem, and then what you think other people think about you. Does that make sense? So, so you want confidence, you, you, want, you want status, you wanna be accepted, so you, you want self-esteem, but equally you want people to view you in a way, even if it's not who you really are, but you want them to be like, wow. It, it's why self-esteem. For me, it's why I brought two shirts to church today. And I put the first shirt on, but I didn't like the collar. 
I didn't have self-esteem wearing shirt A. So literally I changed to shirt B because I didn't want you to look at the butterfly collar on shirt A because I wanted better self-esteem. Does that make sense? It's why every single one of you, well, most of you stood in front of a mirror to get ready today. Come on, somebody. And you, because you care. Does that make sense? Now, I gotta hurry. But Maslow calls these first four needs deficiency needs, the basic needs. Now, let me put my own words on it here and, and really make sure you understand the spiritual implication. Most people, and a good percentage of you all, will never live your life outside of this box. You're in a box. So you just go through the motions, Monday through Sunday, nine to five or whatever your work routine is. It's why you're bored. You got no energy, you got no vision. It's why you're frustrated, because you're stuck in a box. But look at me. God doesn't want you just to survive. God wants you to thrive. Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, life to the full. God wants you to get out of the box and listen to me, no matter where you are in your faith journey, no matter where you are on the socioeconomic scale, no matter your, your family lineage or history or family tree, if you get into a personal and growing relationship with Jesus, God can take you places no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can know what God has in store for those who believe. Can I get 200 people to say amen right there? You don't have to live your life inside this box. Maslow calls these first four deficiency needs. He calls the next four growth needs. Then we get into cognitive needs. This is knowledge and meaning and self-awareness. It's, it's our desire to, to reason and grow and learn and understand. It's why some of you, you went to college and you got more degrees than a thermometer. It's why some of you, your favorite thing to do is just, oh, let's read a good book. Right? It's why a lot of you, you're, you're bought into documentaries. Love that you'll binge watch documentaries. It's even why some of you are caught up in like all kinds of conspiracy theories. Why is that conspiracy? Is the earth flat? Well, listen, just because you take a map and lay it down on your desk. Come on, that's funny. I don't care who you are. This ain't the earth flat. It's round, all right? This is why you watch shows like Fixer Upper. Because you want to learn something. And then you think, I can do that. Listen to your pastor. No, you can't. You can't do that, all right? Just hire the help. Can I get an amen? All right, cognitive needs. Then you get into aesthetic needs. Oh, this is big. Don't miss this. This is the ability to see beauty every day in everything. Do you know anybody that when you get around them, they are just absolutely miserable and everything is negative and critical? And like, it could be the most perfect day. The sun could, should could, could be shining and not a cloud in the sky. I'm starting to think about the negative people already. I can't even put my thoughts together on my perfect day. <laughs> Birds singing, sun shining, and it's like, man, this is perfect. And then that person will be like, well, you know, on Tuesday, it's going to rain. <laughs> my God, buddy, it's Sunday. That's Tuesday. Let's enjoy today. But then on the flip side, have you ever met somebody and everything is so optimistic and hopeful and hope-filled and the glass is always half full? I like those kind of people. Give me around those kind of people. You know, negativity is very contagious, but so is positivity. So this is the, this is the ability to see beauty and everything, and it's also the desire to, to want beauty. It, it's, it's why you want to go on vacation, because you, you want an environment that is more beautiful than, than your reality. So you'll go to the mountains, 
the snow-capped Smoky Mountains with with a log cabin with a little crackling fireplace and a hot cup of cocoa, a little s'more. Come on, somebody. Or for others of you that are like me and you're really spiritual, take me to the beach. Come on, somebody. Where the waves are crashing, that, that, that sand is so hot, hot, hot between your toes. Come on. And some of us are so white, you can't stay out there too long. We don't get burnt. Come on now. Got to keep moving. But guess where you're not today? Neither of those places. You're right here. It's why, you, it's, it's why you mow your lawn. It's why you decorate for Christmas. It's why Kimberly put up 10 Christmas trees. Now, I ain't joking, y'all. Pray for me. 10 of them. I can't turn around. I go to use the bathroom. Christmas tree. Make a little breakfast. Christmas tree. They're everywhere. It looks like Christmas in my house. Just threw up. Right in my house. It's all right, though. I'm not, I'm not a Grinch. I'm, I'm all in. Look, we've been together 20 years at this point. Whatever you want to do, baby. Just, this is what I told the other day. I was like, are you doing Black Friday shopping online? She's like, I am. I was like, just stay on budget. That's all I care about. And she was like, okay. <laughs> so, all right, we got to move. Then there is self-actualization. This is personal growth, self-fulfillment. For years, Maslow believed and taught that this was the highest level of living. At self-actualization, you realize why you were created. You learn why you were born, why you are alive. You don't, show, don't, don't raise your hand, you don't have to show your hands, but have you ever asked that? Why am I alive, what's my purpose? Only 2% of the world's population ever discover their God-given purpose. Only 2% will ever learn their gifts, talents, and abilities, and why they're alive. Why did God wake you up today? I say this all the time, you'll, you'll hear it on repeat. The fastest way to get out of depression is to find vision and purpose for your life. When you find that, man, it will energize you. It's like fresh wind in your cells. So here, you learn your gifts, talents, and abilities. You learn your purpose, why you were created. And then years later, Maslow realized that this actually isn't the highest level of living, and it's this last one that when I saw it, I was like, okay, this is where I wanna live. It's called transcendence needs. When you're living in transcendence, this is... Care and compassion and sympathy. It's helping other people. It's where you finally get to the point where at step seven, self-actualization, you learn your gifts, talents, and abilities. And now, don't miss this word. You choose to use that to love people to life. I'm going to be the hands and feet of Jesus extended. I'm going to see people the way that Christ sees people. I'm going to love people the way that he loves people. I'm moving from inward focus to outward focus. I'm moving from selfishness to selflessness. I'm moving from me to we. I I see the bigger picture. I see the the whole world, not just my world. But only you can choose to do that. And I'm telling you that that when you live here, when you live with palms open instead of of, uh, uh, tight fists, it's a game changer. Lord, bless me so that I can be a blessing. And this is so much more than money. This isn't just about money. Money is a way, it's not the only way. But bless me, bless me with time, bless me with talents, bless me with treasure, so that I can can help other people, I can care for other people, I can have compassion for other people. So what does that word transcendence mean? It means exceeding usual limits. It means surpassing. Extending beyond the limits of ordinary experience. It means beyond comprehension. Look, look at me. It means get out of the box. 
Live life to the full. Wake up every day with the joy of the Lord that is my strength. Come on. Let me tell you about Jesus. My father-in-law, years ago, he said this, and I've never forgotten it. He said, Jesus never one time in his public ministry uh, viewed people as an interruption to his work. Because Jesus knew that the people were his work. How many times have you and I gotten annoyed by people and interrupted by people and frustrated with people? You know, the only group of people that Jesus ever got irritated with were the religious people. Hello? And so here, when we, when we live in transcendent living, man, this is a seeing people and humanity the way that God sees them. And it's getting out of the box, getting out of the, the, the routine, getting out of the mundane, getting out of the, just the, the monotonous uh, motions, monotonous motions of living and saying, you know what? God has given me fresh breath in my lungs. He's given me, anybody with me? He's put me in my right mind. He's given me, I am blessed beyond measure. And so I wanna live my life to the full, more abundantly. And every time I read this definition, it always, reminded, always reminds me of Ephesians 3.20. This verse, watch. Now to him who is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think. What? You, you think you've got an amazing imagination? Your imagination fails in comparison to the imagination of God. Your finite mind cannot comprehend the ways of an infinite God. His ways are higher than our ways. And God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think according to what? The Holy Spirit's power that's in me and you. And again, because now that's, Hey, right here, that's the inspirational piece. Can I get an amen? Come on. So before we transition here, this goes way beyond dollars and cents. This is time. This is talent. This is treasure. We live in a self-centered, me-centric, self-absorbed culture. And it is a cancer to men and women who you only look at your own wants, your own needs, your own issues, your own problems, your own hurts. I'm not saying don't grieve and I'm not saying don't ask for help, but I'm saying this, what if what you've gone through in your life could be used as a testimony to others who are now going through something very similar to what you've walked through to show them and teach them that there is a God, I need you to help me preach, come on, who loves them unconditionally. And even in your suffering, God is still sovereign. 10 seconds, somebody say amen right there. Time, let me use my time, let me use my talents, and let me use my treasure. Now there's a lot of ways that you can bless people. There's a lot of ways you can live in transcendent living. Time, talent, treasure, if you wanna categorize them. Let's talk about the giving aspect, the financial aspect for a moment. Because we create a way right here at Go Church to really be, and you've heard this language before if you've been here for a while, that Go Church is a kingdom mutual fund. That we pool our money together and then we invest into the kingdom. You know how a simple mutual fund works. Just pool your money together and we make investments in the kingdom. And that's what Go Church is. So we create these ways that, that you can give so that, that through your giving and your sacrifice, 
thousands and thousands of people, locally and globally, they can hear the gospel of Jesus in various ways, practical ways, uh, combating food insecurity, fighting against you know, a human sex trafficking, fostering and adoption, benevolence, uh, taking care of, of the widows and the orphans, as James, all kinds of ways. Missionaries on the mission field, serve day project, all of those things. So how do we do that? Well, we take up one offering, one special offering every year. We call it the legacy offering because this is a part of your legacy, the life that you live and the life that you leave. Now, again, there's far, far more additional ways to, to live and leave a legacy. This is just one way that we provide it here at Go Church where on Sunday, December the 3rd, that's next Sunday, we're gonna take up a legacy offering. Now, you can give to the legacy offering all month long until December 31st at 11.59 p.m., my prayer is that the majority percentage of the money will start to come in at the beginning of the month because the closer you get to Christmas, the more money you spend. And so we, it's just, let's put this first, first, okay? Now, what are you specifically asking? Okay, I'm glad you asked. I'm asking for every single one of you to participate. 100% participation because we're giving 100% of it to our five legacy lanes. And I'm gonna talk specifically about those five lanes in just a few minutes. Everybody participating, and you may hear me say this a couple times, but it's worth hearing. It's not about the amount of money that you give. It's about the amount of obedience. That's it. God's economy, God's math is not your economy and your math. He, he can do supernatural things with your obedience. Faith leads to obedience. Obedience leads to abundance. So all you gotta do is, Lord, what do you want me to do? Everybody participating, from our young adults to go youth to go kids, everybody involved, 100% of you giving because we're giving 100% of it to our five legacy lanes. Now, I wanna look back before we look forward. We actually started the legacy offering in 2019, but I just wanna show you the last three years of giving. From 2020, which something significant happened in 2020. Anybody remember? Yes, COVID, all right? So show you 2020, 2021, and then last year. And just look what the Lord has done. 2020, you all gave $166,172. 2021, there was a 59.26% increase to $264,643.55. That's how, that's how you have to say it, by the way. And then, and then last year, a 21.33% increase to $321,095.39. Come on. Oh, come on, Gocha, that is crazy. And are, I know what you're already thinking. Well, are we gonna get more than that in 2024? I don't know. And I'm not asking for more than that. I'm just asking for you to pray and be obedient. And then whatever is given, we take 100% of it and we give it to our five legacy lands. Well, Pastor JC, how do I know you're gonna do that? Well, let me say a couple things here. Number one, I am too afraid of God in a righteous, holy way to stand on this platform and say that I'm gonna do something and then not do that something because I'm gonna stand before him, me. So I can't speak for any other pastor or spiritual leader. I'm just speaking for me. I will stand before God one day and I refuse to lie to you, all right? So every penny that comes in, that's why when we talk about ways to give, it's important that you earmark your legacy dollars because I want every penny to go back to those five legacy lanes. So that's one way that you can trust we're gonna do what we say we're doing, because I don't wanna go to hell. <laughs> I wanna go to heaven, come on. 
I'm not, am I the only one? Okay. <laughs> Y'all are like, well, good luck. Should have wore the other shirt. All right. The other way you can tell that we're genuine with this is um, people wouldn't continue to give at this level if they didn't see the fruit. So if we were lying about this, people would stop giving. At this point, you would be able to call me out if it was fake and phony. But the increase only doubles down on the integrity of accountability within the leadership of this church, but also the fruit. We're seeing incredible things happen right here in all of our communities, wherever there's a go church and around the world. If that weren't the case, God's favor wouldn't be on us and the fruit wouldn't be there. Oh man, if it was still called Twitter, you should tweet that. You should X that, come on. All right, so what did we do then? What did we do with the $321,095.39? We've invested by, by Christmas, because we've got Christmas outreaches that are coming. Every penny will be given to the five lanes. In January, we will release to you what we call our annual impact report. And it's just a high level financial uh, review. We do that because I ain't got nothing to hide. There's nothing to hide here when the finances of Go Church. Some of you come from other churches and faith backgrounds and you've been manipulated, taken advantage. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. They'll stand before God one day just like I will. We will not abuse you here at Go Church. That's not who we are. Nothing to hide. So we'll give you an annual impact report. We'll highlight some of what we talk about today, but a whole lot more, okay? So let me just give you like seven or eight things that we've done with the $321,095.39, okay? The first thing that we did was, for those of you that were here last year, before we took up the offering, I said, I want us to have an Israel initiative. This was before October the 7th, 2023 happened. This was before that two-week mini-series that we just did. It was last year, I said, the Lord has put it on my heart that we give to Israel. And, and I said, we're gonna, no matter the offering, we're gonna give 10% to Israel. And look what the Lord has done. So real quick, we partnered with Operation uh, Mobilization. And uh, they are doing all kinds of work in the Holy Land. Here's a quick video about what your giving has done to make an impact, especially during the war that's taking place right now. Check it out. It's like a minute and change. Here we go. Pastor JC recently took a few Sundays to talk about recent events in the Middle East and helped us understand our allegiance to Israel. As believers, we know that we are called to stand with Israel. However, Go Church's commitment to standing with Israel began long before October 7th, 2023. You might recall that earlier this year, we sent $32,251 to Israel through our legacy partner, Operation Mobilization. That financial support is evidence of our long-standing commitment to stand with Israel both spiritually and tangibly. In light of recent events, you might be curious about where those funds had an impact in Israel. Go Church, your generosity has aided the Jewish ministry to provide transportation to over 41 Jewish communities. We've also supported 16 small groups in Israel, as well as the Ride to Transform ministry, which supports cyclists who ride through the country to share the gospel. You also helped provide transportation to 22 Arab communities and supported small groups in the West Bank and the city of Jericho. I could be more proud of Go Church and the impact we're having in God's chosen country of Israel. Thank you for giving towards legacy and supporting Israel and Go Church. Come on, isn't that great? That's so good. Hey, just real quick. So uh, you heard we gave $32,251, which, which is actually 
a, a little bit more than 10% of, of that offering amount. That's because at the end of the year, someone gave a, a non-cash donation and we just took what the cash value was and added it uh, to the amount that we gave to Israel. Does that make sense? Because everything that comes in, I, I wanna be honest and genuine with it. What also we've done with the money, we've increased our support for adoption and foster care. Right now at Go Church, we have four families that are currently fostering seven children. Isn't that tremendous? All in this calendar year, and I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> tremendous ministry. This is what James says, that pure and genuine religion is to take care of the orphans and the widows. Uh, we've increased our support for our Christmas outreaches. This is a huge part of what we do at all of our campuses. So uh, we're, we've given away $10,000 worth of bicycles right here in Coweta County to underprivileged children that we're probably not gonna get much on Christmas Day at all. Oh man, I feel so emotional. Uh, they're gonna wake up Christmas morning with a brand new bicycle because of your generosity. I mean, U-Haul trucks of bicycles that we unloaded. At Montgomery County, they, they have served over a thousand families in their community during their Christmas outreach. At our West Side campus on the west side of Atlanta, they provided underprivileged children, 200 underprivileged children with Christmas toys an additional 290 children uh, with personal items for Christmas, like underwear, socks, gloves, personal hygiene products. And I'm just so proud of all of our campuses for the work that they're doing through the Christmas outreach. Come on. We launched the Allen Matura Ministry Scholarship. Uh, for those of you that have been here for a while, you know who the bishop is, my father-in-law. Uh, for those of you that are new, Pastor Allen and Dr. Valerie Matura, they pastored this church for 33 years. And in 2018, uh, they passed the baton of leadership over to Kimberly and I, and it's been the highest honor of our lives to follow in their legacy. Even if you're new to Go Church and you've never met them or sat under their teaching or preaching or anointing or leadership, you are deeply impacted spiritually because of that man and that woman. And so here's what we wanted to do. As a way to honor their legacy and their commitment to higher education, but also as a way to continue to raise up sons and daughters of the house, young men and young women that feel a call to vocational ministry. They wanna go to Bible college, but they don't have the funds. We wanted to start the Allen Matura Ministry Scholarship. We also launched this year Go University, which is right here at our broadcast campus with over 46 students that are part of Go University, our School of Ministry and Theology. So anyway, we started the scholarship to help students who have a desire to pursue ministry. A couple weeks ago, we gave uh, two daughters of the house the Alan Matura, the first ever Alan Matura Ministry Scholarship. It's a couple minute video, it's so good, grab a tissue, and let's celebrate with these two precious young ladies. Kind of tell us when you felt the call to ministry, Wiley. My mom, like, kind of reminded me of this story. I was called in the ministry and I was like seven. There was a girl that was preaching in big service and I was like, I have to be there. And I like was like in awe the whole time. I walked out of the auditorium, like into the lobby and I was like, I want to preach like Pastor Bianca one day. And then two years ago, I went to Lee Day 
months and I just barely, very clearly heard the Lord like tell me like this is where I want you and then I kind of went on my own path for a little bit wasn't gonna go to Lee and then back in March the Lord like met me in my room one night and was like you know what you need to do and I was like you're right I do know and I applied to leave the next day and then my experience so far has actually been amazing like words cannot describe how much I love it here and how much I love the people here so um I've always had a love for music and singing um so growing up I knew that I wanted to do something in that realm it wasn't until um I started the internship at Go Church that I started narrowing it down to like music ministry and then when I went to Camp Legacy over the summer they did an altar call for anyone who felt called to ministry and when I went through that line the pastor that was preaching stopped me and was like you're being called to lead worship and I was like perfect so then I applied to lead got accepted and now I'm here and it's been really great a couple weeks ago when you guys were here at Go Church we <laughs> issued a check for the elementary scholarship kind of tell me thoughts on that day what what you think was kind of going on yeah that day i had no idea what was going on <laughs> they were like pastor wants to talk to you and then like my parents started following me and i was like are they supposed to be here but then they pulled us into the office and they were like so surprise we want to bless both of you with a check for two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars each <laughs> I was like, I knew something was up, but I could not for the life of me figure out what it was. And then when they pulled us into the office, pastor was talking to us. He said something about legacy offering and I knew what was going on. And it like, it means the world. Thank you so much. It came at a time where it was like really, really needed. I just, it was definitely an answered prayer from the Lord. Go church, you guys are the most amazing and I love you more than anything. Hey, that's you all, thank you so much. I'll fly through these next few just so we can uh, redeem the time, but we've also increased our support for combating human trafficking. We have two amazing partnerships that many of you are familiar with because of being a part of the Go Church family. Uh, but we support not just financially, but in prayer and in other ways, House of Cherith, uh, that is led by Kelsey Franco. Her and her family are here. And then also Bruce Dill, who's the president and founder of City of Refuge and Most, M-O-S-T, which is Men Opposing Sex Trafficking. He and his family are part of this church as well. Uh, these, these nonprofits are making massive, massive amounts of dividends fighting against human trafficking and uh, of all of our partnerships, these are very dear to us and so proud of the work that they are doing. Also, we increase our support for local serve days. Here's just a little picture of some of the serve day projects from a, a few of our campuses. I'll read you a couple things just so I make sure I don't miss anything. In this calendar year, we've done 41 serve day projects, 550 people volunteered. Uh, we've built over 60 beds for children that were sleeping on the floor. Many of them never even had a bed before in their whole life. You built 60 beds. Uh, we've built a handful of wheelchair ramps for the elderly, uh, elderly couples that are attending Go Church. Uh, you remember a few weeks ago, we, service, uh, we purchased rather a service dog for a military veteran. Uh, we, we've served dozens of local schools, elementary, middle school, high school. Uh, all of our campuses every year we put on Trunk or Treat, which is our annual community outreach event. It's free for the community. 
thousands of people came through between all of our campuses. We provided benevolence. We've got partnerships uh, with nonprofits that combat food insecurity. I always say this, wherever there's a go church in that city, homelessness and hunger should not exist. Okay, six of you. Wow, very good. Amen? <laughs> and maybe you just didn't catch it. We've done so much more. One more thing here. Um, if you remember last year, we launched Go Church in India, in the Mukudapali village of India. This year, because of your you know, faithful legacy giving, giving, we launched Go Church in the country of Belize. So we partnered with our missionary, Derek Pitts. He runs a nonprofit called God Cares Outreach. We were able not only to launch Go Church Belize there, but we were also able to host our annual You Go Girl conference in the country of Belize. And we built a food distribution outreach center that's feeding uh, hundreds of kids every month. And so here's just a quick video about what God is doing in Belize and because of your generosity, how Go Church is doing in that country. All right, check it out. Hey, Go Church, my name is Pastor Derek, and I'm from the beautiful country of Belize. And I want to stop by to say thank you. Thank you for your prayer and your generosity. Because of your faithfulness, we have been able to equip over 90 churches across cultural and denominational lines. And so I want to say thank you. Thank you also for helping us with our You Go Girl conference here in the nation of Belize, where young ladies are being trans transitioned from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, and whereby they're experiencing love and transformation transformation in their own life and because of your support we have been able to do this over the past couple of years and many young girls are encountering the love of Christ but also we want to say thank you for the Go Church Belize there are multiple kids coming and being fed every day a pastor and his wife and his families are being poured into to reach out to their community and it's because of your love it's because of your faithfulness and because of your support and one of the beautiful things that I always think about you know when we're caught up yonder and we stand before our holy God and he begin to roll back the curtains he begin to show us all the lives that have been impacted all the lives that was able to make it in because of your faithfulness because of your prayer and because of your generosity I pray that God will continue to bless you that God will return unto you a hundredfold for all that you have invested into kingdom business and so I want to say thank you thank you Pastor JC thank you Go Church for your faithfulness and your support in making us see Belize transform through the love of Christ hey come on that's transcendent living come on let's go all right just a couple more minutes here so let's go back to the lane so so whenever you give in the legacy offering we take that money we vet all of our legacy partners literally we've created a system that almost gives them like a credit score to make sure that our, our money is being invested into the appropriate nonprofits and, and they're doing ministry. Does that make sense? A lot of people want money nowadays. We wanna invest into those that are really making a difference uh, around the globe. So local outreach, national missions, world missions, the next generation and special projects. And this is really our focus for 2024. I would love to see our Christmas outreaches go to a whole other, another level we have a great partnership at this campus with a Better Way Ministry right down the road from here. There are fellas that are part of that program. They attend the, the 815 gathering every Sunday. I'd love to continue to support them, bridging the gap, all of our serve day projects that we do. Um, I love on our serve days to see the sea of green, all of those green Go, uh, go Church shirts serving the community and loving people to life. Our, our national missions, this is domestically. We got a great partnership with Prison Fellowship. 
we are working diligently and overtime to get Sunday's messages live stream into prisons around the country. And so, you know, I just pray that the Lord would open up that door. Of course, our continued partnership with City of Refuge and House of Cherith and most. Uh, we have a great partnership with God's pit crew. This is a, an army of men and women that whenever uh, some type of disaster strikes anywhere in the United States, that, that nonprofit will go to that area and begin to clean up from the hurricane, the tornado, the storm, the earthquake, et cetera. Some of you might be thinking, why, why are we just giving all these other nonprofits money and not doing these things ourselves? Why reinvent the wheel? Why not just partner with those that are doing it and doing it really, really well and provide them with the resources in the hands to take that to the next level as well? We have a great partnership with our covering denomination, the Church of God that is doing ministry all around the world and here in the States. And then of course, the Association of Related Churches, that's called ARC, A-R-C. Uh, their executive director, Dino Rizzo, he comes and preaches every year in December. He'll be here next Sunday. I'll be here because he's one of my favorite preachers, uh, but he'll talk more about our partnership with ARC and what that looks like. And y'all, he's so good. He's really, really good. World missions, we're gonna go back 10% of the offering to Israel. Can I get an amen? Come on, amen. Our international campuses in world missions, Last year was Go Church India. This year was Go Church Belize. I've already had multiple conversations about opportunities to plant Go Church in the Philippines. I went to the Philippines twice this year and potential Go Church in Cape Town, South Africa, which I'm gonna need a few of y'all to move to Cape Town, South Africa and help start that. Can I get any volunteers for that? I thought so, yeah, that's what I thought. And then of course our, our, our missionaries uh, that are around the world, Johnny Moore in Southeast Asia, David Livingstone, who's in India, Derek Pitts, who's in Belize, Vapor, Children's Cup, uh, Far-Flung Tin Can. You saw that video today. And if you say Far-Flung Tin Can five times, you're speaking in tongues. That's how that works. That's a joke. That's, that's not right. Um, and then, of course, we have all kinds of missions trips that will happen in 2024. A lot of opportunities. Then the next generation, we're gonna do Go University. We're gonna continue the Alan Matura Ministry Scholarship. We have great partnerships with Fellowship of Christian Athletes and Young Life. And so I'd really, truthfully, I'd love to see this area, the next generation, our investment there percentage-wise go up. And so we're still vetting and praying through opportunities. And then lastly is this category of special projects. Never one time in all of the years of doing the legacy offering have we put any money in this particular bucket towards special projects. And our executive leadership team and our whole staff including our board of trustees. We've been working really, really hard in overtime to try to present you with really an amazing special project uh, that not only do we want to do in 2024, but we need to do. But we're just not ready to share that with you yet. So here's the promise. Vision Sunday in February, we're gonna come back. I'll tell you on that Sunday, the amount of money that was given in the legacy offering. And I'll also tell you about the special project that I believe God is calling us to. Is that fair? Is that good? Okay, let me give you some final thoughts here and instructions. So next Sunday, we begin the legacy offering. Uh, I'm just, I'm believing supernatural, supernatural blessings. You can give all month long, all right? So here's all I'm asking. All I'm asking is these three things right here. I want you to pray. I want you to plan. I want you to participate. How much should I give? Not up to me, up to you and God. All I'm asking is that as you pray, Whatever that number is, is that you're obedient to give that number. $1, $100. It's all about obedience. That's it, sacrifice and obedience. So you just pray and then begin to plan, all right? Because again, 
The economy is the economy. Christmas is Christmas. Financial pressure is there. I just want you to pray and just be obedient. And then in the month of December, let's participate. Let's say these three things on the count of three. Every campus, you ready? One, two, three. Pray, plan, participate. One more time. One, two, three. Pray, plan, participate. And here's my art. If everyone will do a little, together we can do a lot. Just a little. It's everybody doing something. Everybody does a little together, man. We, we can do a lot. And I, I promise you, genuinely, that whatever you give, God's not only gonna bless that offering, and I'm not trying to be a prosperity gospel kind of guy, but you can't outgive God. You can't outgive God, and God will bless you. Let me give you quick instructions, because I know you're getting restless, but you'll see this particular slide of information really all month long on how you can give. There are all kinds of ways that you can give to the legacy offering. You can go to the website, mygochurch.com, select give, and then select the line that says legacy. All right, remember, you gotta earmark the money so we know how to account that. So make sure you're selecting the appropriate uh, legacy drop-down features on the website and on the app, the same fund on the app. You can text your amount and the word legacy, which by the way, texting is how Kimberly and I tithe every month. We just text it in, it's, it's very, very simple. But all you gotta do is pick your campus, which for you all, the South Metro Atlanta campus, text that number with your amount and legacy. You don't need a dollar sign, you don't need a comma, you just need the, the numbers. And if you don't know how many zeros are in a million, see me after this gathering, I'll help you. We can work on that together. Can I get an amen from somebody? Come on, all right. Uh, you can give in person. You'll see on every chair is a green envelope, okay? You don't have to have this green envelope to give in person. This is just a really easy way for you to go home and pray, plan and participate. And then it helps our, our finance team know, okay, that's obviously a legacy gift and offering. If you lose this, don't worry. When you're ready to give in the month of December or next Sunday, you can use a normal giving envelope. Just write on that envelope, legacy, exactly. If you're writing a check, double down and write legacy in the memo line because we wanna account for every single dollar, especially if you're giving you know, cash or check. You gotta earmark that so we know. And then some of you are already taking advantage of our stock and crypto donation platform. Uh, we, we use a company called Overflow. They are the leading stock and crypto uh, donation platform in the country. A while ago, it would take you days to transfer, you know, stocks. You can do it in minutes. Literally, you can transfer stock in minutes. And if you're in that world, you know what I'm about to say, but this is a great tax advantage to give stocks because you eliminate the capital gains tax. And so again, there are great opportunities here. And then if you've got non-cash contributions, just contact the church office. And as a matter of fact, I want, I want you to, to ask for, for Pastor Brandon. Brandon, I want you to come up here real quick. For the last few months, we've been on an intensive search for an executive pastor of finance and generosity because I want us, our value is to steward with integrity. And God literally sent us Pastor Brandon Woodard. Can you welcome him to the Go Church family? My man. No, I love you, brother. He and his wife, Karen, come from Virginia, and uh, he is an absolute gift, a brilliant mind, highly intelligent, unbelievable IQ. You can see the similarities that he and I have. Um, both good-looking, tall, dark, handsome. You know, Anyway, I'll stop now. But man, we love you guys. I'm so glad you're here. You've been in the office now for about a month and uh, we're just so grateful for you. What I wanna ask you to do, because if you have any questions about legacy and all that, 
You can contact the office, ask for Pastor Brandon. What I'd love for you to do is just pray a blessing over this house as we step into this season of generosity and abundant giving and for the legacy offering that God would just bless it and do great things with it. Amen. Amen. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for what you provide for us, that you take care of us and our families. Lord, we just thank you for all the wonderful things that you abound by us, Lord. And most of all, we thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, I pray for blessings among each and every one that's sitting here and that's out there and all our campuses. And Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you for who you are. Lord, continue to work in us and through us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Keep your heads bowed for a second, eyes closed. Here's my prayer for you. For those that have just been surviving, trying to just make it through life, but you are ready to get to transcendent living, seeing beyond your own world into the world through the eyes of Jesus. It starts with a personal and growing relationship with Christ. Jesus is the deepest need and the greatest need that we have. And if you're here today and you don't know him as Lord, but you're ready to say, I want that kind of life, an exceedingly, abundantly, above all kind of life that only comes from Christ. It doesn't come from success, and it doesn't come from any amount of money. It only comes from receiving God's grace and mercy. Nobody's looking. If you want to accept the Lord as your personal Savior, or maybe you've been running from God, and you want to come home, just return home. I'm going to count to three. Hands up. You ready? One, two, three. Thank you, Jesus. One, two, three, four, five, six hands. Thank you, Lord. For every hand lifted today, I pray that you would give us all grace and great mercy. Thank you for loving us. And thank you for seeing us for who we are, God, and sending your son, Jesus. We accept him as Lord. We repent of our sin. We invite him on the throne of our heart. Forgive us of our sin. Make us a new creation. And now in this new life in Christ, let us have care and compassion and brokenness and empathy for a lost world around us. And Lord, use my story to point to your story so that somebody else's story can forever be changed. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, go.